1: Today, we're going to talk about the pressure of not adopting. And that may sound like a funny topic that we're going to go into, but I want to use this time and this podcast to let people know that it's okay to not pursue parenthood. And all through life, uh, many times people are peer pressured for different reasons in their lives, and the different types of pressure will change with age group. For example, when you're in high school, there may be pressure to get good grades, go to college, maybe even experiment with drugs. When you're in your twenties, the pressures change to getting a job with benefits. I know that was my mom's biggest thing: is do they have benefits? Do they have health benefits? Do they have <laughs> dental benefits? Like that was a big deal back then to get a job that had benefits. With it, were you? Do you remember those days?
0: Uh, no, my mom was just happy I got a job. So there was that. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey Wendy's all right
1: <laughs> yeah so uh other other pressures that you might have experienced in in your 20s is getting married starting a family which people usually associate with having children mm-hmm. the pressures in your 20s may further be pressed upon you into your 30s and then start to dwindle in your 30s, in your 40s I'm sorry in your mm-hmm. 40s the pressure categories change And you may be in a steady or stable career. And so the pressures then become advancement in that career. And, you know, are you going to get your PhD? Are you going to continue your education even further? And all along, you know, you want to be saving for retirement. And, you know, the whole time you're an adult, you're worrying about, you know, your kids' college education. I mean, you may not have even finished paying for yours and you're setting aside money to pay for your your child's. Uh, so all this time, you know, there's these new pressures that are being pushed upon you. And as you head into your fifties, your friends, your loved ones start becoming empty nesters. And they're looking at that and they're being faced with not having their children at home anymore. And so then it switches to, are you going to start settling down? Are you going to start traveling? You know, when are you going to retire? And so all through life, we we hit these, like, milestones of when you should be doing something just to keep up with the Joneses. Have you experienced this, Ron? Uh,
0: well, right now, I am actually, yeah, of course, I've experienced pressures and stuff throughout my life and peer pressure and all the other, okay, you know, everybody's doing this, so you should be doing this, too. But now I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm the one, I'm trying not to, but I'm actually causing the pressure on my son, like, hmm, a lot of my friends are grandparents now. <laughs> so <laughs> now the shoe's on the other foot and I kind of feel guilty about it because, you know, it, it's a bummer being in the other side of it.
1: Sure. So I have the the same experience with my oldest daughter is is 24. And I tease her as well and say, you know, when am I going to be a grandma? Because I don't want to you know, have any more children at this time in my life, but I'd like you to. And so I did the same thing and she says that, no, she's not going to do that. And she picks up her dog and says, that's the best you're going to (laughs) get. And uh, so, you know, and obviously I I support her decisions, but I I do know what you mean. It's very hard to not fall into that rhythm of, Mm -hmm. oh, you're this age. This is what comes next.
0: Right. And And I'm this age and this is what I deserve.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And what's so funny is You know, I, I was one of those very, um, old school mind of thought thinking people that, you know, my parents never said to me, which, you know, are you going to go to college? It was always, which college are you going to go to? Mm -hmm. So it was never an option. And looking at that now, I could, I think it was good because I did go to college and, you know, I, I took that and that went, um, but again, I think it puts you in a mindset that, that prepares you to look at the next generation and say, yes, when you know when am I going to be a grandparent? You know, when, when is this going to happen or when is that going to happen? And I think with our generation, things have started to do a shift because, you know, looking at where my high school classmates are in their lives, a lot of them never got married. A lot of them never had any children. And... So it's, I think that we're starting to kind of deviate from what we had at one point considered the norm. The goal of this podcast is really just to kind of look at what society is doing in terms of parenting. What are the reasons that people choose not to parent and how does society look at that? And, and when adoption comes into play, shouldn't just be looked at as what some may consider a default. Oh, if you have fertility problems, are you going to, you're going to adopt them, right? Like that's the next, you know what I mean? That's the next step. And so I really thought that we could look at that today. So I believe that you shouldn't be pressured into not having children or having children. My daughter would laugh if she heard me say this because I joke with her all the time, as I'm sure your son would laugh. Exactly. Being pressured into adopting fertility treatments or even biologically having children when that's not really what your life goal is, I think is really unfair. Mm -hmm. And children are a lifetime commitment that will change your life forever in many, many good ways. And in some not so fun ways too. There's a couple. (laughs) There is a couple. Uh, You know, making that choice to be a parent is a wonderful gift, choice, opportunity, opportunity but it has to be one that you want. It has to be one that, you know, I was, I was somebody who wanted to be a mom from probably 10 years old. You know, one of my daughters just turned 18 two days ago and uh, she wants to be a mom. Not that she's going to be a teen mom. She's going to college and all that, but she talks about it all the time. Right. She that's kind talk- of
0: a future goal for her. Right. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. So, When somebody is trying to pressure somebody else into having a baby, being told when you see your baby, you're going to fall in love with your baby. You know, I felt the same way before I became a mom and I wound up loving it. And then you hear the, well, your biological clock is ticking. You know, it's now or never. Like you don't want to be the oldest parent at the soccer game. You know, if you're going to do this, you need to, you know, jump on the train. But my advice is don't succumb to pressure. You and if you're married, your partner know what's best for you and them. Working in the adoption field, I get asked constantly, have you adopted? I get asked this especially because we have seven children right. as a result of a blended family. So when I say no, their first question is, why not? And it's, <laughs> it's almost like I can predict what they're going to say to me. And I feel like I should just get a T-shirt. And just point.
0: Right. You've had the conversation enough. You know where it's going every time.
1: So much (laughs) that I can just go into like the 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 rat maze, you know what I mean? And just not even think about what I'm saying. I know exactly, you know, Mm -hmm. what the questions. And you know, for us, seven's enough. Um, you know, our oldest is twenty four, living on her own, and we still have the other six children in house. Right. And I still get asked the question, well, have you considered adopting? And I usually answer with, you know, momentarily. I mean, when we see the babies, of course, they're darling uh, and beautiful. But our youngest is nine. And to reset the clock and start all over, we would be the oldest at the soccer game for that child. And not that that's a bad thing. But but
0: all your kids' friends are going to say, oh, your grandma and grandpa are cool.
1: Right, right. And actually, when I had my nine-year-old, uh, they thought that my 24-year-old was the mom. Right. And I oftentimes <laughs> ha- could tell that they were trying to figure out who was mom. And I would always, yeah, jump in and say, oh, no, 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 this is his sister. And I would <laughs> this is not mom. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I really... Um, yeah, I, I think that it's enough. So it wasn't that I ever made the decision not to adopt. Right. I just never made the decision to adopt. And yes, I could have many, many times. Um, so I was never really for or against it for myself, but I've had four biological children. My husband has three biological children. Again, we blended them. And we have four teenagers in high school right now. Right. The thought that adding... To our chaos is crazy.
0: Right. And what not about- not to mention, with your excessively busy work schedule, also doing this podcast, you know, takes time out of your life, too. So, yeah, a lot's going on. A lot is going on. What about you guys? Did you and Lisa ever think about adopting? You know, we had talked about it, and it wasn't... It just was like never the right time, for instance. And especially early in our marriage, she was still going to school. Then she ended up going to law school. And, you know, so the schooling took a big chunk of time, not to mention both of us working. And then uh, actually she had gotten pregnant and we had a miscarriage. And I think we really both seriously thought about it at that time. But again, still just not right for timing. And then we just started thinking, We're getting a little old, and so it's much the same as yours. It's not that we were against it or for it one way or another, necessarily. It just never was the right time or the right circumstances for us. But, uh, yeah, we had talked early on about it.
1: Do you ever look back with regrets of not adopting? Uh, Maybe,
0: but... Again, you know, it was we were both ensconced in careers, and we just didn't know if we would. You know, I mean, and then yeah, the the miscarriage was really hard on both of us, especially her. But yeah, we both suffered from that, and it just kind of. And she loves her dogs. I guess so. There's that. She treats them better than she treats me, which is good.
1: <laughs> she dresses them in, in dog clothes, and yeah. they're.
0: They're beautiful. She spends more money on their wardrobe than on mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah, so she's a great mommy. Right. Just not of children, just dogs. That's all. But, yeah, I mean, and now it's definitely too late. Do I regret not pursuing it a little closer? Maybe to some degree, sure. But not okay. like, oh, I wish I could redo everything. It just... I guess, move on and try not to look back with all the regrets. You know, I mean, I've got enough of them on my own.
1: Do you think the regret is is more what could Lisa and I have done together parenting and, and having shared that experience? Or do you think it is maybe one of the, the common fears of, well, who's going to take care of us when we're older? And who, I mean, you have John from right. your first marriage. Uh, but, you know, who's going to, who are we going to leave all this to? Who are we going to pass, you know, the torch to? Is it? Is it that or?
0: I think it's more the first, you know, um, just the idea of what Lisa and I could have done as a co-parenting unit and being parents that are e- evenly yoked. You know what I mean? Whereas me and my former wife, weren't exactly on the same terms as far as how we wanted to raise John, and he turned out wonderfully. I give her a lot of credit and, you know, try and take a little credit myself because he's a fantastic kid, but it does make you wonder what we could have done with another child, you know, and yeah, we we miss a little of that too, you know, and then for John to have a little brother or sister on this side would have been kind of cool too.
1: Yes. Well, again, the offer is always extended. If you ever need to borrow and use your nephew, you know, <laughs> we're happy to send one or two or three, four, five, six, you can pick the gender, you can pick the age.
0: I can take everybody out of your household all at once. And yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, it's, and I would say that at this time, I don't have any regrets not adopting. Um, will that change in the future? I don't know. Right. Uh, right now, if I ever started to even consider adopting, then another a child's face is in mine asking me, you know, what's for dinner or, um, can I help with this school assignment or, you know, can they please go not during the COVID time, but to a friend's house or what have you. So I don't even really have a moment to really sit and think about
0: it, give but it that much I will
1: say that, you know, when, when we've, uh, had babies before as they're waiting for their adoptive families to pick them up there have been moments where i will you know look down at the baby and think with one more it's a little one you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> how hard but, could it be to have eight dick van patten could do it that's a reference yeah. <laughs> no one will get <laughs> so it's
1: I, I mean it is one of those things that you always wonder um mm-hmm. I do believe that not everybody was meant to be a parent. I think that some people have very high career goals and, you know, sometimes those goals will monopolize every moment of your time. And that won't allow you to be the parent that you want to be and that your child deserves. And others, you know, may have dreams of exotic and frequent travel. Others may just want to focus on being married or single, having a clean house. (laughs) I mean, that would be yeah.
0: something. Do you remember uh, that at all?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe they really don't don't like kids. I mean, I've had friends that have confided in me, like I really don't like children. I love my own, right. but I don't want anybody else's. And so they were able to find that with their child, but they really just didn't like children
0: because some people just don't. Some people aren't natural parents.
1: It's it's funny to me um, because I you know I'm still a licensed and certified school counselor and when my son was in in kindergarten uh, my husband and I would go and volunteer on Halloween Day because you know we wanted to help him get in his costume and then they do a little parade and hand out candy hmm. and my husband like I said you know was the youngest of six I mean he's used, he's used to being around tons and tons of kids he coaches my son's basketball team and so forth. And as we're walking into the kindergarten room, he looks odd. You know, he has this weird look on his face and he's sweating. And when I asked him, I'm like, What's wrong? And he's like, This gives me such anxiety. And I'm looking at him and I said, What is? And he goes, Look at all the kids. <laughs> they have snot running down their face. They're like everywhere. They're mm-hmm. they're, you know, it was it was a kindergarten classroom with a party. Yeah. Like <laughs> It was chaotic. And with me, I am so used to kids that it doesn't, I think my blood pressure probably dropped. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was nothing. Like and a
0: natural state. He
1: said it was just creating significant anxiety, having all of these children running around. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help the teacher find the children's uh, costumes and then have them go into the restroom and change. And then, you know, so I'm jumping in and he's looking, like, he should just be sitting in the chair rocking at this point because he's very nervous and uncomfortable. And, you know, then I watch a child walk up and, and plant his shoe right on his lap and tell him to tie his shoe. And <laughs> if you've met my husband, you, you you know, that out of his mouth, he wants to say, you know, that's not the way that he would ask. He would say, could you please tie my shoe? Right. But I'm looking over to him and I'm smiling like, just tie a shoe.
0: You know? <laughs> just do it and get it over with. Come on. Yeah.
1: He's tying the shoe and it's, it, it was just funny to me that, you know, he's so good with our kids and he's so good with kids in general, but that really creates anxiety within him being well, in a kindergarten classroom.
0: I think that's a big thing so, of it. It's all a bunch of five and six year olds and it's 30 of them or whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's just a lot of kids is what that is. And and all very young and at that age where they're not super hygienical and you know just yeah I see his anxiety I've been to Peter Piper Pizza when it's been like that and it's just like okay (laughs) I'll sit in the corner I'll talk to somebody over here and you guys do your thing I won't interrupt you don't interrupt me
1: (laughs) you know I have to say to tag on to that my adoptive parents I did a lot of McDonald's birthday parties for my kids and Peter Piper as they were you know younger Mm -hmm. and when you go into McDonald's, you know how it's kind of glassed in like the play place, my parents would always sit outside in the main section <laughs> <laughs> because it was so loud and, and they had just had, you know, adopted two children. And so it was really overwhelming right? to have kids running everywhere. Whereas I'm just doling out, you know, happy meals and, you know, making sure everybody's good. So everybody's
0: got three balloons and whatever it is. Right.
1: right yeah. And, uh, So anyway, so I I thought that was funny, but so it's okay if you don't like children. It's not, it's not for everybody or, you know, you can be anxious in the middle of a room of 30 kindergartners and yet still have seven children of your own, you know,
0: and be amazing as a father, right. Or a mother, right.
1: right. So, you know, in talking with birth mothers who have gotten pregnant and decided that they're going to place their child for adoption. Some of their reasons are, you know, this isn't the right time in their life. Uh, They want to achieve stability in their life before they have a child. Some of them have confided in me. I never wanted to be a mom. You know, I didn't have a good mom growing up. And I just, I just don't know how to do it. And I just don't want to. Uh, Other moms have come in and said, I would love to be a parent, but I know that I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I know that I am too selfish and that sounds really, really bad, but it's not. And it's, they can own it and they can, they can accept that. And they said, I just, you know, I want to go out at night. I want to go to parties. I want to have fun. I want to live my own life. Right. And I'm not ready to, to give that all up and, and become a mom that this child deserves. And I think that is such a selfless act. If that's, who you are inside, then embrace it, and don't be ashamed of it, and know that you're still doing something amazing. And so, that's something that I hear from them. Uh, so sometimes the, the reasons that birth parents choose not to parent are very reflective of why non-birth parents also choose not to have children. They might they may want to achieve that that career marker where you know they're at the top of their career. Um, climb that ladder, or maybe after having one child, they think, you know, it's, it's too much, it's Mm -hmm. too much. Uh, you know, I will, I will say that having one child and then having another and then another and then another going from two to three is the marker.
0: Oh, that's the one.
1: uh, That's it. Three to
0: four, four to five, five to six, and six to seven aren't that big of a deal. No big jump. It's that two to three.
1: You're out of hands.
0: Okay. So when you're walking across the street,
1: you're out of hands. And I always thought, you know, that God should give you one more hand and arm for each child that you have over two. (laughs) So because you know what if you don't have a child that is old enough and trustworthy enough to hold on to one of the children. You know, it's like, so you've got to really pre-think out more than you would normally have to, because again, you only have two hands.
0: Right. And that just gave me a completely different image in my head of Octomom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She should have at least eight hands and arms. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, that's where, like I said, it becomes challenging and you have to really pre-think everything. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure that when you are, you know, by yourself with your kids at the grocery store, that everybody, you know, is safe and you're accountable for everybody. And it's, yeah. And then after that, you're already outnumbered significantly. And so, <laughs> so I guess one more really wouldn't matter then, Ron. I right. guess maybe, you know, it wouldn't matter.
0: <laughs> uh, Go ahead then. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> All
1: right. So six terrible reasons for anybody Who's on the fence to have a child really would be, in my opinion, according to Psychology Today, which was posted on December 1st, 2015, just to have somebody who loves you. You know, sometimes people want to have a child because they want that unconditional love. Puppies can give you unconditional love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because somebody expects you to trying to, again, keep up with the Joneses, you know, follow the markers as they were set a long time ago. That's not the reason to fit in. You know, if you're seeing all your friends having kids and you really don't want to be a mom, again, that's not a reason either. Uh, To give your life purpose. You already have purpose and you'll find that within yourself. Having a child to give you purpose isn't a reason to have a child. Uh, to establish your legacy, carry on the family name. Again, that's not a reason to have a child. Uh, and sometimes uh, people will have a child to keep your marriage together. And again, that is has never really proven to be effective, especially for happiness.
0: Ever. Right. I don't think <laughs> there's probably not even one example of, hey, we had a kid, everything turned out great. You know? Yeah.
1: You know, that being said we both work in adoptions. We mm-hmm. love to help create families. And so we're not trying to tell anybody not to have a child. We obviously, if you want to have a child, we want to be the ones to help you. Right. But we don't want you to feel like you have to have a child. You know, sometimes we'll get couples that come into the programs and they want to adopt a child or whether the wife wants to adopt a child. You know, the husband is, is being strung along for the ride. And that is why the state mandates that you do two separate interviews. Now, again, you really have to kind of dig deep because he doesn't want to go do his private interview and then have his wife find out that he just ratted her out. And, you know, she she's going to know that they're not going to be adopting because he opened his mouth. You know, mm. <laughs> So but I think it's really important to understand that uh, we we want to help those that want to be parents. If you think you shouldn't be a parent and you don't want to be a parent, then don't be then don't be, then, then live your life the way that you want to live it. You know, in working in the school systems and the adoption world, people who work with children all day, don't always choose to be parents. I knew a lot of people who did not have children who worked in the school system and in the adoption field, Mm -hmm. but the adoption question, if you work in the adoption field, still, you still get it a lot. No, I will say within our agency The majority, and I mean vast majority, if not all, of the people who have adopted, and we have a lot of people who have adopted, adopted prior to working for us. So they did their adoption. They loved the adoption experience. They loved the whole culture of adoption and then came to work in the profession. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the reverse. I will get phone calls sometimes and people will say, well, you know, what children do you have available? As if it's like the cabbage patch. You know, well, I've got one with red hair and blue eyes. Right. And then I've got another with, you know, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. There there's not, you know, behind us, there's not a room full of children with their hands up. It's not like that. I mean, right. in the international, they have orphanages and we have the foster care system here in the United States. And then we have the birth moms who are pregnant and, and delivering. But it's not as if, you know, you can run in the in the back room and, and pull out what oh,
0: somebody is looking for right I want the one with the red hair and the mustache and right not a lot of babies have right
1: and it's not, like <laughs> it's not like you're just going to it's not like you're just gonna pick up one on the way home and say you know what I'm gonna I we're gonna do this you know right. I stopped at adoption agency on the way home picked up a kid <laughs> it. you know, so it's not right. yeah that's not something and so to squash any and all of those uh thoughts out there that are you know that if you work in the adoption field, that one day you may just come home with one.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it doesn't, work.
0: right? It doesn't. Work. No, it's an entire process for sure.
1: It is. Yes, it is an entire process, and a little bit on the funny side that people would you know sometimes maybe think that it was just you know something that you would you know just bring home. You know, like like somebody having puppies in the Walmart parking lot. And you swing by, and they're cute, and they're popping out of a box. And so you swing by and make that decision in the leading moment. And then, you now have.
0: Yeah, this isn't like, I mean, we've gone just goofing around, looking at cars, and then come home with a car. You don't do that with adoption. It's not like a, oh, hey, it's a Saturday afternoon. We got nothing to do. Let's stop in and look. Yeah, it's. (laughs)
1: impulse. That impulse, Yeah, we actually did that with my daughter's cat. We had, uh, she was struggling one day and, you know, she had been wanting a cat for a long time and Adam mm. came to me and said, hey, wouldn't it be fun to go get her a cat? And I said, yes. <laughs> and so I looked on Craigslist and I thought, let's just go over and look. We were going to go to the gym. We'll just go look at a cat instead, you know? And,
0: and there you go. You've got a cat. A
1: with cat. <laughs> uh, so I think that, the takeaway from this, this podcast is really focus on the reasons you want to be a parent. And if that's what you want, then adoption agencies and fertility doctors are, are there to help you if you can't conceive a child on your own, or maybe you're just choosing to adopt. Maybe that's something that's on your heart and you just want to go through an adoption experience. If that is, that's what we're here for. But we, we don't want you to feel pressured or railroaded into doing something that you may not want to do. And so maybe before you begin an adoption plan or go down the fertility road or even try to have a baby, maybe really think about what your reasons are for wanting to be a mom and looking at your life. And if, if it's a workable connection between what you want, what your life is providing and where you are in your life and And see, and if it is, then by all means, congratulations, you know, move ahead. But if not, that's okay, too. And there are a lot of happy people out there that chose not to have children. And there's a lot of happy people that chose to have children. So... I think adoption just offers a win-win situation.
0: According to an article from USA Today published on March 29, 2019, It's Just Not For Me, Why a Growing Number of Women Are Saying No to Parenthood, America's fertility rate steadily declined between 2014 and 2017, and 2017 marked the lowest rate in over 30 years with 60.3 births per 1,000 women aged 15 to 44. In a 2018 poll of nearly 2,000 people ages 20 to 45, 36% of survey respondents who did not want children or were not sure about becoming parents said they wanted more leisure time. 34% said they haven't found a partner to raise children with, and 31% say they can't afford child care. Women are choosing higher education and career opportunities in the face of the high costs of raising a child. Many women who pursue higher education do have children, though, and in increasing rates. Between 1994 and 2014, the percentage of women with a Ph.D. aged 40 to 44 who had ever given birth increased from 65 to 80 percent. But overall, trends still point to American women having fewer children later in life, with nearly 500,000 fewer babies born in 2017 than in 2007. The cost of raising a child is an estimated $233,610, excluding college tuition, according to a 2018 estimate from the Department of Agriculture. That being said, 10 major reasons people decide to adopt, according to an article posted at rainbowkids.com, to overcome infertility, to protect your health, Because you love caring for children, to balance population growth, to choose the sex of your child, to avoid passing down genetic disorders and diseases, to help a child in need, to avoid pregnancy complications, and, of course, to become parents. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.